everyone. Welcome to The Funnel, an experience-driven commerce podcast. I'm Shannon Abel, Media Marketing Specialist at Blue Acorn ICI and host. Each episode, I interview customer experience experts to discuss the latest trends and topics that matter most to brand and retail professionals. Today, we have with us Yasir Khan, Vice President of Digital Strategy at First Citizens Bank, and Mark Kelly, Chief Growth Officer at Blue Acorn ICI. Today, we'll be talking about digital marketing and commerce and financial services. But before we hop in, um, yes, here, we'll start with you. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thank you, Shannon. So my name is Yasser Khan. I am an Adobe platform owner at First Citizens Bank. I basically manage the platform where we host our .com site and some of the um, internal microsites, as well as looking at the data tracking for our .com, customer engagement, AB, MVT testing, um, using Adobe Target. So all of it, basically, it's a, the whole platform to understand our customer journey and engagement with our site. I'm, I'm responsible for that at First Citizens. Great. And Mark, what about you? Hey, thank you, Shannon. Yeah, so this is Mark Kelly, Chief Growth Officer at Blue Acorn ICI, and I lead our customer experience and analytics practice. And for many years, I've had the pleasure of working with enterprise companies across various verticals and financial services and manufacturing, nonprofit organizations, media and telecom um, on their digital transformation initiatives. Um, So excited to be here today to dive into financial services and share some perspective on the trends that, that we're seeing in that space. Awesome. Thank you both for being here. Well, uh, we'll hop right in. I feel like I start every podcast episode now with this question, but how has COVID-19 affected the financial services industry? That's a very good question, Shannon. It's it's actually, it's a very interesting topic in, in a lot of companies. They're discussing this. This is all over media, but uh, the way I see it, this is not just financial industry, right? It's, it's, um, all the industries. COVID has changed the way we have operated in the past and, and how we're going to operate in the, in the coming future. Um, other examples, if you look at, you know, the usage of Instacart, Postmates, some of, uh, you know, the services that did not even exist in the past. For example, I was just talking to a friend and, and he bought a, a car, a brand new car over the phone and they, they just delivered it to their driveway. It's amazing just because of COVID and all the challenges and, and opportunities that it has provided. So overall, the, the way I see it is agnostic of industry. It has expedited the need of digital transformation for all industries, right, across. Really, the customers or the users, they had heavily re- dependent on, you know, face-to-face interaction, going to branches, going to storefronts to do their business. But now with this, this is where they can no longer rely on any of that past way of operation, which what I have witnessed is opened opportunity and a way for financial institutions to up their game to really offer the functionality to their customers where they can actually do whatever they need to do digitally, right? Agnostic of devices, um, on their uh, cell phones, on their machines, whatever they're doing, but it should not require their physical presence. That's how I see this is the biggest impact of COVID on on, uh, financial industry. And I I think we're going to go in more details later on, but Mark, what's your perspective on this? 
Yes, yes, sir. Thank you. I could not agree more that this is, you know, this is a shift in just general consumer behavior and expectations driven by the COVID-19 outbreak, you know, and financial services in particular. You know, we're also seeing that this is a time for enterprises to stop procrastinating on digital transformation initiatives. We are seeing a number of financial services organizations, whether it's large banks, regional banks, credit unions, you know, but making investments that they had been putting off in the digital customer experience because as a result of the pandemic when branches were shut down or, you know, those kind of traditional ways of servicing a client were disrupted. And there was a need to quickly, you know, address the digital experience because it was very quickly shown to be inept at actually providing the level of service and care to the to the customers, whether retail or even commercial customers that the bank expected. So we're certainly seeing organizations, I would say they're no longer procrastinating. They're attempting to accelerate those digital transformation initiatives that they have been on the fence about, you know, and most of them are known. Like we're basically just seeing financial services kind of catch up to to consumer expectations, you know, that existed even before the pandemic, but have really been kind of emphasized and maybe made more clear to senior leaders, you know, as a result of the pandemic when they've seen such disruption to their business. Right. It really accelerated the need to replicate that store experience online so you can form those more personal connections and drive them through the journey in a digital format. Uh, apart from COVID, what are some of the other trends shaping the financial services industry? So on that, if we look at the near history, five to seven years, there, there have been a big change or shift in the way we have done our business. Some of the things that has affected the financial services in, in particular, uh, if you look at change in technology, there's a rapid change year after year, you know, there's, there's a com- competition, if I may say that, you know, between the organizations where, hey, how do we offer better services for our customers? And, and just to provide those better services, you have to up your game with the, the newest and the best possible available technology in the market. Then the other thing is awareness, you know, so there was a trend about digitization of services. How do we offer, how do we enable our customers to really do whatever they need to do without coming to the storefront? We just talked about that, right? But then along with that, there was also, and I witnessed that at a couple of different financial institutions where there was um, an initiative which was uh, purely focusing on reducing the call volume because that goes towards a big chunk of operating costs year over year, right? So how do we reduce the call volume? How do we enable our customers to self-serve themselves when they're on our websites or, or they're using our applications or whatever the case is? So that's, that's a big one. Then, you know, another uh, trend was creating or focusing on different experiences, which is based on either older generation versus millennials or future generations, younger generations, because they're more tech savvy. They're more focused on convenience rather than, you know, driving up to a branch and, and performing their um, action or task versus, you know, being able to do it online. So that has put a lot of 
emphasis on. A matter of fact, when I uh, started working with First Citizens Bank, folks who have been to our branches, they can talk more about you know the personal experience. It's branches are done very well there. The face-to-face interaction or one-on-one service that is provided in those branches, it's outclass, right? It's it's uh, very different than some of the other businesses. But there was a gap. The gap was, all right, we are, you know, serving our customers that are already with us, but how do we expand? How do we serve and provide services to the customers that are younger, millennials, Gen X, Gen Z? You know, how do we cater to their needs? What do they need from us, right? And and that shifted the focus and our digital team started looking into, you know, how do we offer those products online without them being bound to come in? And, and experience, you know, the customer service that we provide. So that that was a change. And I've seen that at different other organizations. Same thing. They're trying to optimize their experiences based on their audience versus, hey, we offer this product, you take it or leave it. No, that's not the case anymore. So that's the third factor. And then the last thing is that really has changed the the, the game is increased competition. If you look at online presence, if you look at these lean startup companies, they have put a lot of pressure on financial institutions or any other business, online e-commerce business, because the smaller companies, when they come into existence, they have all the liberty to do whatever. They go with the modern technology. They they have a lean setup. They have lean architecture, no dependency, no process to follow. So they have a fresh start to um, set up something ground up. And that gives them a huge advantage over some of these huge organizations that have processes in place. They have multiple groups running different um, operations within the organizations. And it really opened an eye for multiple bigger companies that how do we compete against these smaller companies? Like how do we stay in business and how do we adapt to the level where, for instance, COVID required an instant change in operation, right? Of any business. How do we adapt to, or how do we get to that level where if something like COVID comes up, how do we change and and cater to the needs of our customers and users. So that is, and that's apart from COVID, but I I just feel like, you know, that has played a a big role in changing the mindset and making a a bigger organization aware of, you know, what is going on in the industry? How do you, if you want to stay in the business down the road, like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? So what is your strategy? All these bigger questions started coming up in conversations and really put emphasis on the need of the, the, the coming days. So not just reacting to COVID, but then also proactively thinking about, okay, if something like this happened again, or just even think about any bigger trends further down, down the line, how can we better prepare for them so we're not behind the eight ball, essentially? Absolutely. Mark, did you have anything to add? Uh, yes, Shannon, thank you. So great points you see here. I want to touch on just a few of those. You know, when it comes to the generational difference, you know, as we've got yeah, an aging population where you have to service kind of this different, you know, all of the different generations, baby boomers, millennials, Gen Z, you know, there becomes a real challenge to provide a tailored experience, but not one that compromises the brand identity or the brand promise that a particular financial institution has. The same thing for 
the digitization of services. We're aiming to reduce call center volume by improving self-service. You know, we have to make sure that um, our customers, some of them don't view us as trying to hide the phone number or just try to keep directing them to an FAQ page for their answers. There's a balancing act that we're seeing that you know every institution kind of has to consider how do they address all of the various needs of these different you know segments of their customer base, you know especially when it goes to like acquiring new customers and driving digital account openings. You start really putting out a lot of content to bring in a younger generation into your customer base. Others see that, you know. And what we have found is that enterprises are increasingly relying on technology to identify those those potential customers and serve up tailored content to them so that they can be relevant to one audience and not ostracize another. When it comes to methods of contact, enabling self-service is great for those customers who want it, whether it's you know, retail or commercial or wealth management customers, but also having the ability to contact customer service in a variety of ways you know, is certainly a trend that we're seeing where the phone is still there, obviously, when allowed, the branch is still there, but now, you know, chat capabilities, email even, and just giving folks really the ability to contact the the bank or the institution in any way that they would like. We certainly want to enable self-service so we're not having to handle calls related to kind of mundane asks where people would rather just be able to find the answer and keep moving, but we don't want to make anyone believe that we're not there for them, that the bank where you know, they entrust us with their, their money and their future, that we're not there to provide excellent service. So that's just kind of one of the things that we're seeing a balancing act from one organization to the next. And then that flows into their decisions around content and marketing and the technologies that they invest in and prioritize. And then lastly, on competition, ahead of the pandemic, there's certainly a lot of exciting things happening in financial services. You think about Goldman Sachs launching Marcus, you know, with a, you know, a consumer credit line. You've got Ally Financial, these types of organizations that are springing up, you know, without physical locations, Robinhood and so on, Betterment. You know, there's just so much disruption that was already happening in this space, likely to simply just be accelerated through COVID. So competition is fierce competing for the digital account openings, competing for the commercial leads, competing for the wealthy clients for wealth management. So certainly more acceleration to happen in the financial services, just as a convergence of all of these factors, not just COVID, but the trends that were already underway ahead of the pandemic. We've started touching on this, but what are what do customers expect from financial services as it relates to the to digital and the user experience. That's a that's a very good question, Shannon. So let me let me think or say it the way I would as a customer instead of me as part of the bank. If I were the customer, what is my greater concerns or what are my needs, right? So the biggest thing that I would want from my institution or from my um, bank is the assurance that hey, my money is safe. We're taking all the measures to make sure that, you know, there are no integration leaks or the, the data is not breached or anything of that is not happening. So giving that assurance, basically giving the customer 
confidence into the digital efforts that a lot of companies, um, including you know, First Citizens Bank, is making to, to provide that platform where they can perform their tasks. Now, with this, the, the concern around the data security, now the technology has matured so much. I personally, um, being part of the team and working in the, the industry, you know, we know that there, that there should not be any concerns, but getting the bigger and uh, more popular brands involved gives better confidence to, to, to the customer base. And I think the bigger players coming into the picture, for example, Amazon, or if you think about Google or you know, Microsoft offering those platforms, has certainly has helped right now back to your question about user experience so the, the way I, I looked at or heard this question was one is the digital transformation the other is the user experience they are tied but they are to me two independent things digitization is ability right and experience is how you interact or or, or react to what you see on the website and 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 your journey across web pages or different sections of the site how efficient those are, how easy was, was it for you to, to find the information that you're looking for or perform any action um, if you're in the authenticated space, right? So now the second, the so first one is digital that the biggest concern is the data security, which I don't think that in, in, in today's time is, is a concern anymore because every bank, every financial institution, they're highly um, regulated and they have so many things in place, data governance teams, the integration teams, security teams, there are multiple tests that are performed before any small piece of functionality is launched to the customers. So that takes away that concern. Now, the second piece is the user experience. Now, user experience in the financial services was not a focus in the past, like I said, just because they, was, they, they were heavily dependent on face-to-face -face interaction. But now user experience is a big thing. Why? Because Apple is constantly launching you know, newer and better pro devices, better user interface, and, and some of the other competitors, Samsung, and, and better platforms are available. So experience your mind is trained. Hey, I'm looking for ease of use. When I go to a website, when I go to anything, you know, you're on social media, you're searching for something, your brain is trained a certain way. So you want to keep that as a, a base principle, right? Of when it comes to an interaction with any website, that you, you're visiting. So when it comes to financial institutions, the, the biggest challenge and the goal at the same time to, to resolve is providing an omni-channel experience, right? Now, what does that mean? Every bank, like I said, eh, there are multiple teams that, and stakeholders that are involved. So you have multiple channels, phone channel, you have an email channel, you have branches, you have your website. So these are all these are all channels now, whether digital or not. But what you want to make sure is that you're providing consistent experience across the platforms, all the devices. If, if a customer comes to our site on, on a mobile device versus a desktop or a tablet, they should not feel a disconnect between their interaction with the site or their journey throughout the web pages, right? So that goes for other channels as well. So when you walk into the branch, it should not be that my website is blue color and then you walk into the branch and it's red. So that that breaks that uh, and, and impacts the human psychology where you feel like, all right, now there is something fishy going on. So your brand representation basically 
right? It has to be consistent across your, your channels. Now, the other examples, if you can think of, is there, there are more than one, but I can talk about one or two, is not just the financial institutions, but some of the the other industries or other websites, it's a very common trend where your showroom, where you walk in, it's all pretty up. It's all like nice and good looking and appealing to a customer. When you buy a product or you try to buy a product or you own it, then the experience changes all of a sudden, right? So uh, to, to financial institutions, that example applies you come to our site and you look at the website. Oh, it's very easy to use. Everything is so well laid out. I, I, I did not have any problem finding what I was looking for. It, it was right there. But once I opened an account, I logged in. Oh, the color theme is different. Now, you know, whatever was structured and laid out on the left side of the page, now it's on the right side of the page. So, you know, that changes the whole symmetry of, you know, your interaction with the, the website. So, it breaks it from my personal perspective, right? And that's where the consistency becomes very, very important. And it's a it's a very common use case for not just for banks. If you look at any industry, you, you log in, you will see that unauthenticated space, which is a public site. It looks very appealing, very different. When you log in, it's set up very differently. Now, there's a reason for that. The product ownership, the, the security, one is data-driven application versus the other one is publicly available open website, right? So yes, there are different technology used to build those to make sure that one is more secure than the other one is secure at the same time, but it's accessible by the public, right? Anybody can come to the site. So there, there are differences. And then, you know, having the ownership by different groups within the organizations also caused that because each group would understand what product they are offering. And they also know what audience they're targeting, right? So they have to cater to their needs. It's not that, hey, I, I go as a wealth man management customer, I see the same thing as, as business online banking or something of that sort, right? So th sometimes those are justified, but in some of the web experiences, you feel there's a bigger disconnect where everything looks very different. You feel like you, you literally logged into three different websites of three different companies, which breaks the whole experience part. So this as an opportunity with the COVID and pre-pandemic, there was already a focus on understanding the customer better and working on omnichannel experiences and provide a seamless customer journey across their interaction with any website, right? So that, that was a market trend. That was not just for smaller banks or bigger banks or just the financial institutions, but across wherever you go, you, you find the same trend because you know now everybody understood that the, the digital presence is as important as the physical presence of any business. And if that is the case, we need to provide same level or quality of experience, if not better than what we provide for our customers in person. I believe it was according to McKinsey that finding and applying for new services and products was the least satisfying part of the customer journey. For me personally, I use the same bank for both my credit card and my home mortgage. And I can't tell you for how long I receive 
I targeted emails to ask me to sign up for one or the other one. I'm already, I'm already using both. I use the same login for both, but I'm still getting email marketing saying to sign up for one or the other because they don't, they're not talking to each other saying, oh, I already have a credit card or already have a home mortgage with them. Exactly. Mark, do you want anything? Sure. The, uh, you know, yes, dear, I think you called out one keyword there, which is consistency. The uh, First Citizens Bank you know, is receiving high marks in the industry for launching a tremendous customer experience on firstcitizens.com. So I think the real key is that, you know, that customer experience is now consistent with the you know, experience of just doing business with the bank and coming into a branch location. And that consistency for any financial services institution is just going to be so critical to preserving the integrity of the brand. Because when a consumer, especially a consumer with heightened expectations on digital experience, comes to consider an organization, whether it's for banking or whether it's for a mortgage or whether it's for wealth management, they're going to make certain judgments about, is this a place that I can trust with my business, with my money? And you know, that consistency is just so critical for instilling in the public, whether it's a prospective customer or an existing customer, just instilling confidence in the brand and that this is a, you know, organization that is worth my time and it's not going to be painful to do business with them. You know, and, and a lot of people will judge a broken user experience quickly as you know, a reflection of the ease of doing business with an organization. So that that consistency is is really key, and I think it's something that First Citizens has has done, even perhaps setting an even higher bar now for the physical banking relationship to take a step up. Because just what a fantastic experience First Citizens Bank uh, has launched. So very good point this year. This concludes part one of our episode with Yasir Mark about digital customer experience and financial services. We'll be releasing part two next month where we'll discuss how to use data to optimize and personalize the customer experience and how to embrace organizational change for digital transformation. In the meantime, feel free to reach out to us at blueacornici.com slash contact if you'd like to speak to a member of our team about digital transformation or optimizing your customer experience. We also recently released an ebook about enhancing the financial services customer experience that you can find at blueacornici.com slash blog. Until next time.